Are you ready? Yeah. Go. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to this week's episode of the After Sesh podcast with me, your host, Adam. And we are joined today by our co-host, Aaron, and two guests. Can anyone guess who they are? Ladies and gentlemen, we have future podcast hosts, Mika and Dave. What's the story, boys? How are you getting on? Thank you. Thank you, mate. What's the crack, lads? Uh, great, uh, great introduction there, Adam. Much appreciated. Yeah, no, no problem at all. No problem at all, and we're gonna go with fireworks and everything like that. But with such short notice, I couldn't get it done. You know, like and pyro was well. so. That's we're under a budget. Like that's why we need to get them subscriber numbers up there. Like once they're up there, then we'll start getting a few. Uh, we'll Some start getting the production value. value in here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't worry, boys. You'll be Joe Rogan now in a minute. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, JR, never. Oh, I'll take that. I'll take that. No problem. Just <laughs> listening. Just listen to him yourself. Not as much recently as I did beforehand. I, I feel like once it went on the Spotify, like the podcast in general, like and they stopped putting up as many clips on YouTube, I just kind of fell off. It's yeah. only when like he has a really interesting guest on that I'll ever kind of throw an eye or an ear to it. Like, yeah, I'll be yeah, yeah. Sam, actually. Well, I'll, I'll listen when I see a guest, which is interesting. I'll uh, check it out. But, or a topic, which is interesting. But I, I won't just listen for the, you know, for the crack of it. Oh. He talks yeah, about no, some yeah, weird yeah. shit. Like you guys have like four hours on the topics to get into. It's just it's one dose you can just sit in the car and just relax and like have it on the background sort of thing. Yeah. And then like some of the shit he talks about, the one he had on the one from uh, North Korea. That was a mad episode. Oh, it was. I've heard that. I've heard that chick talk to a bunch of different people actually. And yeah. if you uh if you had a flick on the comments, because I think he I think he had a few clips of on YouTube. There were some people saying that she wasn't as uh, straight up as she might have made out. I think there's a few people reckon she was a bit of a bogey, but ah, oh, really? Yeah. I haven't, I haven't heard anything like that. But fair enough, I'll, I'll, I'll have to look into it at some stage. He has some really interesting oh, guests. Yeah, uh, I love, I do love when he has Mike Tyson on. Yeah, you know, you can't beat oh, a Mike Tyson fact. podcast. <laughs> do you know what? My favorite, my favorite, like episode of the Joe Rogan podcast is when it's Eddie Bravo, Joe, and Alex Jones, and they went for about it. three and a half, four hours. <laughs> that is but, the uh, best thing ever. Put that on and start playing FIFA, and I swear to God, you'll just leave it on the whole time. It's fucking amazing. It's I one of the most hilarious podcasts I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, but it's the way they do it. They're all like, it's just, they, they look like they're having such a good time. They are having such a good time, and it just makes it even better. It really transfers over to the person listening. It's genuinely one of the best episodes of a podcast. Probably the best podcast I've ever heard in my life. Like, no doubt. Apart from our one, obviously. But- it's up there. Ah, now, like, you can't, like, you can't be putting bets on yourself, like, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> to your own heart. I can listen to Eddie yeah, Bravo be... talk for hours, man. Days. Oh, man. It's, weeks. It's so true, like, he just yeah. comes out with some amount of, like, mad shit. Him on Flat Earth is one of the funniest things ever, like, oh, and just all the lads Earth. around him just going, here, look, just, <laughs> oh, like, man. Eddie, here, here's the science behind it, and, like, even Joe is starting to lose the head at him, just being like, fucking idiot yeah it takes a lot for that to happen (laughs) i actually tried to engage some flat earthers at one point uh trying to figure out not just make fun of them or nothing but try to actually figure out what the hell it is they believe and what it is that's convinced them of it and the only substantive thing that they really have to go on is 
religion. It all comes down to fucking religion. They believe that, you know, God created this flat earth and they had this firmament which holds all the universe in. There is nothing outside of it. It's a wacky shit, mate. But they are purely convinced through scientific means. So they do their own tests and all this shit. It's all not good science, which is why they get all these answers which are wrong. But, man, it's a fascinating rabbit hole to go down. Yeah, same, man, I went into something similar. I mean, it's not flat earth, but I went into a bit of rab- uh, a rabbit hole on Scientology, lads. Have any of any of you has ever looked into it? Nope. Not not in a great deal. They have like some crazy fucking uh, where they punish each other and shit like that, don't they? It's what what they do is it's not that they punish each other. What they do is like you go in, you do a it's like a personality test. And it tells you, like, you, you basically have to pay to go up all of these different levels in the church. Like, um, yeah, but and they, main... they test you to see if you're clear or something. Clear, I don't know what it yeah. is. There's all these certain criteria you have to meet or else you can't join. Like, before yeah. you jo- like try and join, you have to meet certain criteria. But uh, no, it's fucking mental. What they actually believe, right? This is fucked up, right? And it takes us, you have to get to a certain level to hear this. Well, they're gonna uh, come well, after you, actually, now, so be careful what you say. <laughs> gotta get cancelled. Uh, ah, yeah. Listening, they'll be on your ass, man. <laughs> but like, they're like everyone knows. Like, oh, not everyone knows. South Park put this out, so you know yourself. Blame South Park. Yeah. <laughs> um, basically, what they believe is years upon years ago there was like a evil. Oh, not evil. There was a galactic empire that went around, froze a lot. The galaxy was overpopulated, so you like froze. The emperor froze like a load of uh, alien species and then dumped them into the volcanoes on Earth. And their souls escaped, which inhabited the bodies of like early day people. And now that's why people have bad feelings and why people feel shit sometimes. (laughs) Fucking hell. All written by the most prolific, what's it, the most prolific science fiction writer of all time. And now it's religion. See, see, this is it. Now he's a failed science fiction writer. His name was L. Ron Ex- Hubbard, stone exactly. dead as of right now, and um, he never got his books published. Um, it, have you seen the new? I don't know quite. I don't know was it Talib, but have you seen the spot they have in Dublin? No, I didn't know there was a church. He is massive, state of the art. Um, I've heard. I've never been there, but I've heard in the community they're very good at. Uh, Kids' days, you know, family days, barbecues, bounty castles. They're good at getting people in the door. So know? do you think they're trying to indro- like indoctrinate people? Like, do you know what I mean? In that no, way, no, like, no, Just no, by no, trying not, to be more approachable. Not specifically, like, but... This is a place you, you can come to. It's not as a cult, you mentioned, it? <laughs> It's not so much a cult. As you mentioned, it, it is all about levels. And that's why, like, Tom Cruise is at the top right now. It is all about the money. That's kind of how you, you do get up to the top. But if you look at their property portfolio, for example... In Los Angeles and all around the world, they have property for days. So, like, they're more like a big corporation than they are a church. But in America, recently, a few years ago, they did get classification as an official religion. So they yeah, don't have to pay tax. tax break. They got the tax break. Yeah, you know, so they're, they're doing well for themselves. They fucking partied when they got that break. They partied. <laughs> oh yeah, for a fact. Like, yeah. and isn't it crazy that all religions have, uh, like, that all religions like would like not get taxed, right? There's yeah. a funny thing here, right? Charities don't get taxed either. Don't know if you're aware of that. Yeah. But here's a weird one. Would you anyone here classify IKEA as a charity? I was literally going to say that. What? Really? Would, any, would anyone here? Here's a question. Just honest answer. Would anyone here classify IKEA as a charity? No. Not a trick question. 
No, Mika. No, what do you think, Dave? <laughs> Uh, no, certainly not. I, I read into a bit of their business plan, but I'd love to hear more. Well, what are you going to? You said you were going to mention that. Aaron. What, what was that? What's this? Is there a secret I've missed? Oh, yes. Come on, Aaron, explain it there. It's not really a secret. There's... It's an open secret. <laughs> yeah, like they're classed as a, a charity, so they get away with tax. I think it's something to do with they give back their what's their broken stuff, or they give free products out with their charity. Yeah, that's how their class is shared. I don't know the background on it. Um, it's the IKEA thing. Foundation, it's called. Yeah. They make the poor and unfortunate assemble it themselves. <laughs> yeah, they get instructions, so. Well, that is flat pack, <laughs> isn't it? Like... I, I heard I heard their business model basically is all around the world. This isn't the shit on Ballymun either because I love Ballymun. Shout out to Richard Conroy. But <laughs> the, their business plan effectively is to buy plots of land in low-income areas where the land is a lot cheaper. And they do this all over the world. This is how they keep their costs down. And then obviously you got the flat pack model as well. But they build so they own that. They actually own the land that they're built on. So there's there's no no real big overheads on it. And that's kind of they do that all over the world. So, yeah, you definitely save money, I'll tell you that much. Yeah. You know how to save money. Yeah. When's the last time you were in IKEA, lads? My bird wants me to bring her out there. So oh, I don't like the place. I yeah. haven't been since I stopped working there, to be honest. So when did I stop? 2019. I haven't Three years ago. Yeah. You were part of the IKEA cult, were you? I was a part of the cult of IKEA, yeah. <laughs> You're spilling the oh secrets here. God. That's oh, how we yeah, met. Bro, right. That's how oh, me God. and Aaron met, right? We, we work together now still, but we won't mention who we work for. Yeah. Um, well, he wasn't part of IKEA. I was so. part of someone else that worked for IKEA. He's probably yeah, uh, up there in the Scientology church next, lads. Oh, yeah, you know yourself. But, um, no judgment. Yeah, no, they'd, they'd have you sit down and uh, do training days, supposedly training days, and they'd, yeah. they'd like, have you read out of a book, and it was a quote. Like, certain parts of it were, uh, you know, like a little pamphlet. Certain parts right. of it were quotes from your man that made Ikea, Ingvard, Campard. Now, his name is never a name that should ever be lodged in my brain. That's of just course. a fact of life, right? But I can <laughs> tell you, like, Man, this was ridiculous. So, like, they were asking people to read them out, and I just stood up around the table. It's about twenty percent there. I went from the Gospel of Ingvar, according to Frank. Let's go. Like, oh, do you know man. what I mean? It was literally like all oh, these little quotes I could hear in church and all, man. It was like a sermon, <laughs> like a sermon. Yeah, like a sermon. Remember upstairs, the, like that. Remember upstairs, yeah. going to the canteen, and his face on a big wall, like literally the size of the one behind me. His face was just on it. Every time I walked past, just like staring at you. The Messiah. Yeah. I yeah. have the fella like kind of deified. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. like a little bear with the god of furniture. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate companies that do that. You know these little these little team meetings, mandatory team meetings. You know little pep talks. You know, I've been in yeah. like two or three companies, and there was one that every Monday morning they used to have this big inspirational speech. Like, and you're just sitting there like you know, if I didn't have to be here to make money, I wouldn't be here. So just cut yeah. the crap, stop with the speech. Yeah. Just let me go to work, man. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, how how exactly do they get away with being classed as a charity? I mean, if, they, if there's so they a charity to... attached to it, they they still they're still a, a for profit business. I'm pretty sure because they'd be they're probably registered as a whole under the IKEA Foundation. I'm not too sure exactly of the ins and outs of it, but they don't pay tax. They weren't that high up. <laughs> I'm a charity. Yeah, we didn't we didn't get that far now. Like I was more on the on the side of. Sorry, sir, can you help me? Except it wasn't sorry, sir, it was here, young fella. Grab that, will you? <laughs> <laughs> That's mad, lads. The more you know. Yeah, the more you know, man. the better. 
Oh, you fucking here, lads. We didn't, we didn't come on here to talk about fucking IKEA anyway. Like. No, we certainly didn't. <laughs> so, lads. I don't know about you, but I didn't. <laughs> oh, fair enough. I'll give you one, uh, one thing about IKEA before I got done up. When we were bored one day, we timed ourselves walking around it. And now you follow the arrows. Before I got done up, you just take 13 and a half minutes. Just a little fact out there. <laughs> we call, you, you need to change the name to the After IKEA podcast. That's, uh, that's it, exactly. It's, it's IKEA. Sorry. The After Shift podcast. But <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so going back there to uh, theories, I heard one there this morning that there was an advanced civilization before the Ice Age. So we're around about 300,000 years, right? And the Ice Age happened about 100,000 or whatever, right? So they're right. saying we didn't just live like cavemen for 200,000 years. There was an advanced civilization, let's say like Atlantis or whatever, that was lost during the Ice Age. And then after that, we start farming and getting more advanced and whatever. And the same does these uh these landmarks that looks the pyramids the one in fucking brazil all over the world all have these <clears throat> alignments to the stars the galaxies the circumference of the earth and all so they're saying there was an advanced civilization before us and it's all been hidden it's all been destroyed it's this and that so <laughs> it wouldn't um it wouldn't take i was reading something recently it wouldn't take long for the earth to reset back to zero you know um, if civilization was to go, you'd be talking two, three hundred years, and the place would look like we were never here. Yeah. Um, I know the pyramids. Fantastic. For a fact, if you see the, the the what they say about the ancient civilization is that maybe they were smart enough to not use plastic ever. So no I mean um, the the pyramids are built to true north, and the arch. Uh, I don't think I think the architectural abilities that it would take to build the pyramids today. I think I don't even think we have the capabilities to rebuild them and to rebuild them to the exact true north. Um, interesting fact I love to throw out is uh, Cleopatra lived closer to the iPhone than the pyramids, lads. What does make it up? Who's that? Cleopatra. Jesus, that's fucking mental. <laughs> is she the, what was she, the last, uh, the last pharaoh in Egypt? Yeah. Egypt, oh, yeah. Mad for my mental she was. <laughs> See, that's crazy, though, that you think of how long that civilization lasted, like. Do you know what I mean? That that empire, like that's, yeah. it's crazy. Like it's fucking mental. You think about where we are, and it's on like on the spectrum of time. Like we're we're only in a small little dot here. Like it's fucking look mental. when the when the computer really took off. What was that the seventies? When was the first text sent? So what's that? That's a gap of sixty years, boys. What happens in two hundred years? Where are we? We gone this far in sixty? Yeah. Where are we going? Exactly. I'm thinking like talking like future of the future, like cryptocurrencies. That's the most prevalent part of the future at the moment. No, but think about it, right? <laughs> Web 3.0, everything that's coming out of that field that's looking so promising despite the market being hit so hard today. Like, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, the there's, uh, certain, there's certain coins that are down over 100%. I'm down The only problem with, with crypto is, like, if the, if the system goes down, you're all fucked. You, you've, you've got nothing. At least with paper money, you have something physical. Exactly. And just to expand upon that, I was speaking to one of my friends earlier today and he's like a really, really into his investing. Like he made like in his first year of investing, he made about 15 grand plus from it. Like so it's 30, 30 in the know. Um, no, it was mostly stock investments at the time, but then evolved into crypto investing after. And what we were both kind of coming to the consensus of is everything at the moment was overpriced, even in the stock market and get ready to see another recession kind of mm. not or something akin to that in terms of the stock market and stock prices that and coupled with inflation is going to cause a bit of a recession 
I think that's going to happen very soon. And what Michael said is true. But this isn't financial advice. Cash is king at the moment. And I honestly believe that's that's a fact. Yeah, like, even the Bitcoin cash- down. Even cash think, will reduce in value if, like, if you have a recession. I mean, that's what happened during the Great Depression. The money that was in the banks became absolutely worthless. The only thing that was of value was gold, if you had like actual physical gold, or commodities like food and, and you know furniture and, and etc. Yeah, that's yeah, he, very uh, true. Like, what's a man's name over in England? The prince or whatever, Prince William, or whatever. The yeah, Charles. Oh, the Charles, the, yeah. Charles or the Kitty Fiddler? Charles. <laughs> <laughs> Charles. He's he a prince. Poor guy. He doesn't sweat. Yeah. Sorry, Brody. sorry. Prince Kitty Fiddler. The <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man Charles gave a speech today saying about uh, the inflation and then the crisis on a golden throne, like sitting there, gold throne, gold chair, gold everything, right. saying, uh, oh yeah, we're so worried about uh, inflation and cost of living. You're sitting on a fucking golden throne, mate. Would you give over? Yeah, no. Are you in on the coin? Are you in on the Bitcoin, Aaron? I was, and then I sold. Were you up? Uh, see, I only, only threw in about 30 euro in total, so no. Yeah, you didn't lose your bollocks anyway. <laughs> no, I, I threw it in <laughs> just to see what, uh, just get an understanding of the coins and like how much yeah. I can get, whatever. Just 30 euro to mess around with, and I'm down to 19 euro now after the past few days. I heard about them. I remember I was in the, I was a 40th, I think, maybe it was 30. I remember hearing about them way, way, way back. I never thought much of it, you know, and I wouldn't feel like I lost out because I didn't give a fuck. And I'd love to, I'd love to get in on crypto now, but the buy-in for me isn't. I don't have the buy-in, and I wouldn't want to go in on it for a hundred quid, you know. I feel like if I'm going in on it, I'd yeah, want to go if you gotta in go in, in, you gotta get big, eh? Yeah, do you know what I mean. See, that that's kind of like what what you need to think about it as in terms of you want to be like a successful crypto investor is to look at setting recurring buys and do like dollar cost averages. So. If you look at what sort of time and like if you look at the chart basically and you could see when it tends to be at a certain price, you can set a recurring buy for when it hits that price or to buy like say 25 euro a week and you're just putting it into the same coin and over time you're, you're hoping that that's going to go up. You don't have to put in a huge lump sum and especially for over the next year or so, the way I think the market is going to play out and once again, not financial advice, the way I think the market is going to play out, I think that the value of the coins is only going to either decrease and get to a certain level where it's going to meet a level of resistance where people are going to hold on to it being like, right, now it's time for me to actually start putting any little bit of money that I have into it. Into it. So you need to look right. at it as in now, it's more of a sale at the moment, but you don't know how low the sale is going to go yet. You just yeah. want to catch it when it's going back up on the flip side. So you're saying that crypto can either go up or down. That's great advice right there. Well, yeah, no, like, Jesus, no, like, it's, I'm saying <laughs> it's all over here. <laughs> No, but how, how fucking volatile Fiscal genius. Just, no, at the, once again, boys, at the moment, I just think money is going to be too scarce for people to be investing at the levels, at least, that they were last year. So you're going to see a lot of returns to a lot of prices that we've seen about a year or two ago. So what crypto how, how, about, how about this, right? If uh, Zuckerberg gets his way and we all join the metaverse, you reckon crypto is going to be the way to go for that? Oh, definitely. I, I think so, yeah. That would be yeah, default, like... So you're saying that Web 3.0 is all this cryptocurrency, NFTs and all that. So like Web 1, Web 1.0 was the likes of uh, just using the internet back when Windows was launched. And then the same Web 2.0 was social media, so the likes of Facebook, Bebo, MSN, fucking all that shit. And the same Web 3.0 is all virtual shit. So crypto, NFTs, 
um, metaverse, all this shit. So this is the next phase in the development. So I don't have a trailer. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I was going to say, crypto was like picking a horse at Chatham. If you like the name, lump money on it and see what happens. Because Adam's seen, yeah. uh, seen a fucking thing. It was Polygon. It's like, ah, it sounds like a Pokemon. Whacked the money on it and was up. See, the, yeah, I got a 14 cent and sold that like 80. <laughs> I don't um, I don't have a clue about these NFTs. I'd love someone to, to break it down for me, but I just wanted to get in. I was gonna say, have you ever seen Ready Player One? Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's that movie, basically, I don't know what year it was, but it's kind of a bit like the Metaverse, except everyone's life has gotten to the point where it's so bad that people are spending more time basically in the Metaverse than they are in the real in the real world and it's you know whoa, whoa. yeah they actually yeah, I think do their jobs be, inside this this they do game. jobs inside yeah it, yeah why to crack with nfts boys because i see a lot of celebrities and a lot of people influencers posting them online and i'm very skeptical you know a lot it's, of people are pumping and dumping it's know? a money lot yeah, I, I, I think, think so, it yeah. is it's like buying it's art like, it seems like a, yeah it's like art like people uh money on the true art because it's tax-free and all this show you so mm. i thought all it is like people buying a fucking uh, an ape with sunglasses on for like a million quid, a couple of hundred grand, like just give over. You see, yeah. the celebrities have copped on to that now. So every second profile you see on Twitter or Instagram has a fucking ape. And the, do, do you like, know? Do you know what the blockchain is? If you're asking what it is, uh, so it, it's a string of code, right, on the on the internet, uh, and it's the way. It's the same way that crypto works. Cryptocurrencies work on a blockchain system. So it's it's like a distributed network of uh of computers which are holding the code so no one computer i'm like don't know if i'm explaining this very well but this is it in a nutshell no one computer holds the code it's it's over a network of computers all the computers and the idea of nfts is you have uh, an image and this image is um uh, the the code for the image is in the blockchain so someone can actually pay money for that blockchain which means they own that image oh, on the blockchain I, I don't quite understand um anyone else can have access to the image but not anyone else can own that blockchain i'd rather put my money into scientology or buy ikea stock lads <laughs> yeah, NFTs, yeah. to be honest exactly <laughs> well ikea is going nowhere so we may as well buy ikea stock Say it out there a charity, you know, boys are getting early yeah. yeah that's it exactly you can feel like that's a good deed for the day doing for a charity, yeah. We well, see all this virtual show. Do you reckon in, in about ten years time that is going to be the way where we live our life in like the metaverse? So it'll be us now getting get escape from the real world. It's gone for a jog or whatever, blah blah blah. Where in a few years time it's going to be just taking the glasses off and actually being in the real world. That is your escape because do you reckon like everything's going to be done in there? Like no one's going to leave their gaff. It's literally going to be put the VR on and your glasses on. And live in this universe. If that's the future, then I, boys, I don't I want to be pers- Exactly. I personally think uh, this hot take here, like I think the meta is going to fail, really. The metaverse. I feel like that's going to fail. Oh, it's not so going to be nearly as successful as people are making it out. I think it's going to run I, away, bro. You're underestimating how many sad out there will happily live their life in the computer. I well, maybe so. that might make the... That could be Mark Zuckerberg doing everyone a favor. Then he'd be like, get all the sad sacks hooked up to their computer. The rest of us can enjoy real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No more cues for dice. He's up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you out of a boys. Thank you, Zuck. Yeah, you're doing you're a fucking robot. If everyone's in the fucking virtual reality, 
if you're hooking up with a bird in virtual reality, how do you know who it actually is, right? Could be some old fella. Catfish. Cool, babe. Yeah, that's, that's fair. It's going to be uh, the old Yahoo the, uh, chat rooms all over the again. The amount right? of makeup birds are wearing these days, you know, it's not an elf in the know. Michael, that's definitely going to be a Netflix documentary sometime in the next 10 years. <laughs> yeah. Oh, He's watched that, uh, what's called the fellow with scams a lot of girls. What's the man's name? The no, it's it's that's what I saw every meme under the sun. Oh, my enemies are coming after me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was explaining to Adam one time and uh, he goes, he's actually a genius. He is. If you can do it, you can do it, boys. Yeah, exactly. Say it with enough confidence and I tell you, <laughs> people will listen to you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Oh, my yeah, agents are coming to ask me, pay me, fuck, go get a loan out for 50 grand, like your employee and me and all this shit. Get the loan out on their name, send it to him. He goes off, fucks off another board, has a party, does the same to her. Like, just how did, how did he tee it all up, Aaron? How did he set it up? Like, obviously, he didn't just fucking text so, the board and go, give a fucking get a loan for 100 grand. Like, well, how, what, what did he do? He made him trust him. So, at start, he'd make them meet, or meet him at a fancy hotel, like the five seasons or whatever. Right. And then say, yes, to fuck off in a private jet I was paid for by, let's say, another <laughs> girl. But she thinks it's his. So, she'll go on a private jet with him, thinking he has loads of money. He'll say right. he owns a, a diamond company and he's a CEO and all this shit. Set yeah. up a fake website, fake pictures, all this. And it gets more and more believable. And he has this lavish lifestyle that right. it's paid for by other women. So when he says, Oh, my enemies are after me, I need money to protect myself. I need to, you need to fuck off for a week and all this. What he goes yeah. on the board. But how then, did he get started? Like, obviously, he needed money to start the scam, didn't he? He had other women. Yeah. I'd say he just but, started off small and then. Uh, just gradually go up to the thousands and start getting jets and all. And just once, if you went out with a board and she had a private jet, you'd be like, Holy shit, you hit a big one here. And then yeah, she said, <laughs> A big one is right. Yeah. And she said, Oh, listen, like you think she's a millionaire. And she says, Right, go out and take 20 grand out and uh, I'll pay it back in a week. She does it the first time. You get 20 grand plus interest. Happy fucking days. Does it next time. I need 50. I should the last time and she's just boardy and all this and getting nowhere. I want to settle down soon. Yeah, here's 50 grand. And then slowly starts to fuck off. Uh, people are after me, have enemies. Yeah. Have to fuck off and go to hiding for a year. And then he has like a fake bodyguard that uh, sends him a picture of him cut open and all that to make it feel yeah. like people are after him. And uh, like it's actually, it's fair play to him. It's really well done. It doesn't hurt that he's a good looking bastard though. Oh, he's unreal. He's beautiful. Do you know what I mean? Like it doesn't hurt. Like if he was fucking walking around looking like me, I don't think, <laughs> I don't think I'd get a boyfriend <laughs> off a bird for alone 50 grand. <laughs> Yeah, when you look like me, you say, like, oh, that's a nice dress, it's Frassman's bum. He does it, it's fucking flirting. This is it, man. I sure I'm taking my uh, dating times behind me. Yeah, it's nice to have a bit of peace in your life. (laughs) (laughs) You know. What would Tony, what's your, like, what's your pet peeves when it comes to girls? Like, what would Tony walk? What's the big no no? What's your ick? What's, yeah. Oh, here, you go away (laughs) from that word, man. Adam's with the times. (laughs) What's the ick? I don't know, man. Like jealousy and being controlling and that kind of shit bugs me. Insecurity, man. Insecurity, yeah, yeah, yeah. that can be a big one. Controlling's a big one as well. Like you're gonna have your mates yeah. and the want the message every half an hour, every hour. Just yeah. go off and fucking enjoy your time, your mates. Don't trust me, you fuck off. Yeah, fuck off. Yeah, this is a big, I'm um, a big fan of, uh, you know, you have your mates, I have my mates. You know, we can have nights out together, but you need to have your nights with your mates. And I don't need to have my nights with my mates. And if you give her what you want, what you, like, you want in return, 
Quinn, I think it works out well, do you know? Yeah. I'd agree. agree I hate people who are, hey, people are like real touchy touchy. Like when I went to shop the other day, there was people in, where was like Tesco, and like she, they're walking the trolley together, grand, fair enough. She went off just a few steps away to pick some off the shelf. He went over, grabbed her from behind, hugging her, holding her waist, and oh. It could be a Vic Yuki and not myself, man. Oh, I was doing no, that Dave. in the last night. Nah. Like... <laughs> nah. Oh, man. It's I so know what cringy. you mean, though. PDA is not. No, I know what you mean. No. You know. Well, uh, here's, here's a quick one for you, lads. What age did you stop giving or getting hickeys? <laughs> when did the, when did you just get rid of that? I don't think I ever got into doing that. You've stopped, I was have you? Say, I, I don't think it's ever stopped. <laughs> oh, could you imagine working into walking into work on Monday morning and they're going on the piss the boys and got a hickey on the mech? You wouldn't live with them. <laughs> oh, bro. I tell you there, man. It'd be never ending. Oh, that's it. Try getting multiple on the neck, bro, and floating in with your jacket pulled up like that. Everyone knows. <laughs> Oh, man, that's bad. I don't get them. I'm too tall for them anyway, but... Uh, what height are you? Who would be able to reach this fucker's neck? 6'7". <laughs> 6'7", six, seven. Six, seven of a mate who's 6'9". Nice. Beats you for you too, man. It's all about the inches. Yeah, that's tall. Play basketball. Oh, fuck's sake. Uh, What's the yeah. weather like? <laughs> <laughs> get them all out. Come on, get them all out. You're doing this as a story, but did you ever hear Will Chamberlain? Ah. He's a basketball player from the 50s. He used to stroll around and like yourself, he's obviously he was a bit taller than you know. Uh, people would ask him all the user ones. He'd go, someone would go, Oh, Will, what's the weather like? He'd spit on them. It's raining. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure you using that. <laughs> you should, man. Yeah, they won't ask you much longer, will they? Oh, it's always the yeah. usual, like, oh James, you're tall, aren't you? Oh, is your dad tall? Or do you play basketball? What's the like? It's everything. One after. I should just get a card. I'll just hand it to him. Like, here you go. I'm pretty certain there is tall fuckers out there that have business cards. I fucking dash them out, man. Keep them moving. Like. Yes, I know I'm tall. Yes, the weather's fine. Yes, I play basketball. <laughs> you know. I would say it is frustrating buying clothes because they're either too loose or too short. So that is a pain in the arse. So you can't just slow down to pennies and get a bit of clover. Penny's clothes don't fit me, they're too short on me. They're up my belly. That's disappointing, man. Yeah, yeah sucks. Like people think well, oh, it's great like, being tall. But, but, like, well like think about it, right? What's more disappointing than being being six foot six or being five foot six? Six foot six. I can't see that's more disappointing. I oh, know, but they can't fit in young ones. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, you make oh, a good okay. point there. I I think we're I think I'm the smallest out of all of us. I'd be about five eleven, six foot. Pretty exactly, certain. Yeah. Oh, when yeah, you, last time I saw Crilly, I was a bit inebriated. Crilly, <laughs> Kelly, <Yeah>, bro. <laughs> oh, fuck's sake. You're all right, bro. Don't worry. Last yeah, time yeah, I met Kelly, it was, a bit, it was a bit tipsy, but he's definitely got about five inches on me. <laughs> oh, I have a weather count. In the pants. <laughs> yeah. I set myself up there, didn't I? Yeah. Uh, I got I to gotta yeah. be honest. I'm over here. I got no... You're all speaking Chinese to me because I don't, I don't use the Imperial system. I'm a fucking metric man. Oh, Give me centimeters. Oh, yeah. Okay, metric man. What are you hitting me up in centimeters? I'm 190. Ah, oh, fuck. I'm 180. So you're 10 centimeters more. Look at my look. Yeah. Yeah, but no, you make a good point. With like, you know, you don't want to be five six. Is it's a bit of a handicap when it comes to the birds because you're not going to pull many birds smaller than you. Exactly. Oh, what, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, but what do you reckon, right? And, 
in terms of pulling, like, going, if you want to go out and try to pull a board, right, what is the worst height to be? What's the most disadvantage you can be in terms of height? For them. 5'5". Five, five. For the lad, like, what's, what's the, the, lad? the tallest and the smallest this fella has to be? That, like, it's just like, sorry, mate. Like, I don't I, you know, you get away with 5 a 5 9 Eric, if you've got the confidence to back it up. Yeah. It's all about confidence, man. It's not about the height. Do you, do you make it it's out? Not. Do you always make it out to be like, oh, I love tall blokes, but like, I never get hit on. I don't know where you're facing that, but. Well, no, this is it. You know, see, Aaron, they love tall blokes until you're tall. And then they love yeah. something else. <laughs> you know what I mean? Even the go eh? Yeah. yeah, there's always something else. I'm 204 centimeters. Uh, yeah, that's tall. There you go. <laughs> yeah. I'll give you this. Uh, I was at Ed Sheeran there a few weeks ago, and it happens to be on night out as well. People come up to me and just get pictures with me because I'm tall. I was just gonna, I was gonna ask you, does that happen to you? That's my. Oh, it's so annoying. And do you do it discreetly as well? Do you take them? Oh, yeah. Do you ask You should tax charge them. Two euro picture. I got a free drink out of it before. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, you should. Start a business. <laughs> yeah, why not? Those, um, the people who, you know, sit in the side of the street, paint yourself gold or something. Stand there real still. Dedication, man. Couldn't do it. <laughs> no. I'll see. It's hard enough going on a fucking night. Every bollocks after it's the old age. Mind standing on your feet all day. Nah. Let's go over for you boys. Um, I've noticed ever since kind of COVID and the lockdown kind of disappeared. Uh, trying to get a taxi in town is just non-existent. It's like Christmas every night because at Christmas it used to be real bad and you accept it, but now every night is like Christmas. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I left Dicey's either night one o'clock because we were going out to going out on the Sunday. It was Saturday night. So I said to myself, it's one o'clock, clubs don't close till three, you know, definitely going to get a taxi here. Not a taxi in sight. I had to walk all the way down to O'Connell, get a 15 back to Fairview. Not good. That's the thing I always do now. It's not worth trying to get a taxi. You have to walk to Connolly to get a taxi. You have to. There's no ways around it. I don't understand why you guys don't have fucking Uber, man. Uber solved the problem back in Melbourne. Mm. They can get a taxi anyway. You need a taxi license. And there's big money in the taxi license game. You don't deal with when it comes to Ireland, it's all about the big money. And with Uber, like you can just set up an app and drive, but over here, you have to have a taxi license. Mm -hmm. And like, I wouldn't, like, over here, I wouldn't get in a stranger's car unless I'm licensed. No, I wouldn't do it either, man, (laughs) to be honest. No, I barely want to get in a taxi's car, let alone a random. Oh, yeah, for a fact, man. (laughs) You know what I mean? What's the most awkward experience? What's the most awkward part of being a taxi for you as lads? In a taxi? No, no, this doesn't have to be like. Like one, sorry. No, what are you gonna say? What is the most awkward experience you've ever had? Like our most awkward interaction you've ever had with a taxi driver. When does the, the taxi ride get awkward or has it ever happened for you? Right at the end. Right as you you know, you're on the main road and you don't know whether you want it to pull into your road, drop you right to the door, you want to hop out and walk around the corner. <laughs> or yeah, right right as the main road. I reckon it's, it's the when the taxi driver happen. goes the wrong way. Yeah. On purpose or by oh. mistake. Go on. Either probably more on purpose, but when you ha- like you tell the taxi driver where to go, give them the streets and everything, and they go a different direction, you're like, mate, that's that's what I think is most awkward. Because with your accent, yeah. I tell you, I drive you all over Dublin before I bring you back to North Circular Road. <laughs> yeah, I tell you, you get that a lot more than we do. <laughs> yeah, maybe it's maybe metric, just me. the metric make a half, fella. Three kilometers, take a right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, or you know when you're uh, you're coming out and you've only got a tenner in your pocket and you're trying to judge oh. you're watching that meter you're watching yeah. that meter see how far you can get them yeah that's it exactly you're like a, a hawk hey? 
what you have to what's do the, what's the, the only have a tenner really try fucking get a good conversation going with the fella make him kind of feel like he doesn't want you to get out of the car yet and then yeah. Like, yeah yeah just spring it on him halfway through but here bro I, I only have a tenner and then <laughs> like if they're sound and they like the conversation they'll be like here it's alright you know, it's a few minutes of the road yeah. so, so if it's fucking half three in the morning anyway. it's half three in the morning it's a five or the mini step phone you think uh, it's fucking yeah, exactly. wild. Here's, here's one lads no specifics no names no dates did you ever hop a taxi no no I never have and here don't worry see in terms of specific people or anything like that just don't say that name. Just say here. Nope. Look, you know who you know who you are. Exactly. Because <laughs> if they hear it, they'll know. <laughs> no, I tell you, now, I've never hopped a taxi either. No, it's not something. <laughs> Give it a wrong. I was address. young and foolish. Aren't <laughs> yeah. you recognisable? You were your six seven. To see me on the street. To see me over the crowd. That tall fucker on your fifty quid. Oh, hard enough for him to get out of the car anyway. Like. <laughs> I've had a couple of times uh, where, like, I've actually had a really good conversation with the driver, and you've gotten to the destination. And you're like, "Oh fuck, I don't want to stop talking to this guy." Yeah, yeah. You gotta get in there. there. More than a fact. I think the worst I had was when he asked me to kind of give him a deposit or pay a bit up front because he thought I was gonna pull a bone on him. I've had that. I had that recently enough. Your man goes, uh, "I was so desperate for the taxi." I go, uh, "He go and he asked me where I'm going." And I go, "Yeah." And he goes, "Yeah, fifteen cash, pay now, or you're not getting it." Four in the morning, I was working the next day. I said, Yeah, go on, no bother. Take it. I kind of get it, but same time, it's a bit of an insult. Yeah, but you know, with the taxi situation in town now, couldn't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, get me home for that, I'll fucking take it. But no, I know what you mean. Exactly, some, it's whatever gets you home at the end of the day. Like, there's some mad bastards out there, they run in front of a taxi and stand in front of them and ask them, like, we give the lift. <laughs> it's people do anything to get a taxi. Yeah, mm-hmm. fuck, man. There is my uh, taking the piss out of me bird the other day. She's, uh, she's from Spain. She's been here a year, but she doesn't quite understand the finer points of uh, getting taxis in Dublin. So every car that goes past, she's sitting there, her hand out. No, did you see walking? I'm like, you're not getting a taxi. So I'll just keep walking. It's like, mm, you know what I mean? Because like, I mean, you're walking down the road, there's 15 cunts standing in the middle of the road with their hand out. He's not stopping for you. No. Keep moving. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's get home. This uh, makes the metaverse sound even more appealing. Oh, you don't get yeah. there either. Could you fucking imagine? I'll make the outside world a bit more appealing then. I think this might solve the taxi problem, right? Might give them a bit of a longer shift, though. You did just hear that there's like proposed legislation for uh, the 6 a.m. opening or a 6 a.m. close. Or, you know, basically, we can pull all nighters and let's hope there's early houses for after and all that. Lads, what do you find about that? Oh yeah, for a fact. But what do you think about that, lads? My feelings are clear. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, pubs close at like one, two o'clock. It's fucking ridiculous. Oh, yeah, yeah like only starting at that time. Yeah, I, I see no reason why they shouldn't. I mean, if the if the venue wants to be open that late, fucking why not? I was in Coppers yeah. before, and downstairs oh, closed. So sorry to hear that. I know. Yeah, it was after the All Ireland final. Anyway, so it wasn't too bad. Which one? <laughs> Oh, fucking all of them. I go there after every final. I don't know how or why, but it's, all the players seem, seem to be there. Up on the, up on the balcony. Yeah, yeah. Top, proper order. Yeah. You can see everyone like walking out downstairs at like 3 o'clock in the morning. We're upstairs to about yeah, 4 you get or 5. The, yeah, you get the extra time on the balcony. Yeah. That's the only good thing about it, but it's a mad out spot, Coppers. Fucking hell. It's a mad spot. It's a different breed. Yeah. It was better before. I haven't been in since COVID. I used to, I used to live in there before COVID because it was a, pretty much the only day part. Do you know what I mean? 
I'd like go there and all our final nights. That's literally it. Never been there. Go there every Saturday. Go, uh, you know, Capital on Camden Street, little cocktail spot. Oh, I love that spot, yeah. It, the break over it was a fucking whopper and you used to go there till three you'd pop around the corner after and into Dicey or into Coppers and uh, you know what the bounces are like in there we won't say nothing in case they're watching but you used to get in there you'd find a group of birds in the queue you'd a uh, group of lads you know you link arm with them get in the door bounce to see you with a bird they let you straight in you know smart business yeah fucking filthy that's it Dublin's nightclub is going to be yeah. shit like, the amount of pubs are closing down I just, there's nowhere good really to go in Dublin. There's maybe a handful, but you'd be lucky yeah. to name a handful. Well, yeah. that's the thing. Didn't they say like there's hundreds of them? Like I think it's the percentages in the 90s of how many uh, how many clubs have closed since 2000 in Ireland in general. Like there Black Air used to be a great spot. All, well, the Black Air, look at Hangar, look at District 8. Like, you, District you, 8, man. You'd, you'd miss it. Yeah, you would. You would. You st- I no still do, like, you know. That's a can hanger, use, man. Hanger, I miss more than most. Of. Can you use name five clubs in Dublin? Uh, not at the moment, no. I struggle after Camden, Dicey's. Okay, is that five? Yeah, you know. Like, is Dicey's, Dicey's isn't a club. You have to look at places that are actually clubs. For clubs, yeah. What, what's, a, what's an actual... Um, you, you know when you're in a club. <laughs> that doesn't mean Dicey's is bad, lads. Yeah, That's it doesn't mean that. Oh, we're not shitting on the what's <laughs> No, I like, know. Keep that train... Keep that cheap drink flowing, like you know. But all I'm saying is, there's actually no like a, a club is somewhere you go in. It's just a fucking dance floor and then a bar on one side. That's it. Like there's no tables. There's none of this shit. Like, like there's just no. area to dance, DJ, and that's all you need, really. Like yeah, so the Camden has chairs and and couches and alcoves and shit, though. Exactly, that's the thing. So I don't really know, like, if there is any what you could call clubs here anymore. Like. Right. I'm not talking about like alcohol. Like they can ha- have like alcohols, yeah, no bother. But like, don't be having like chairs and tables. It's mostly just yeah. it should be dance space, bar space. That's it. Yeah. So the that's what I consider a club. I don't know what name it was or where it's based, but weren't there were a few lads? Adam, you probably know one of them <laughs> um, to go. Um, yeah, we went. You know, yeah. We went down there and went into this, uh, into the bar. But when we go downstairs, it's literally like a small little box room nightclub where my head was touching the ceiling. Bar one side, DJ the other side, and the DJ, there's two DJs there, and a barman, and us at like half one in the morning. DJs after nogging on E or something, probably the barman as well. I was like, so you want the fuck? That sounds like a good spot. No, it wasn't. (laughs) It's not my buzz anyway. No. Like, like, literally, if we weren't there, it was literally the two lads, DJ and the barman, and they're having a great time. Yeah. Oh, I think you just Maybe. stumbled onto a rave, man. That was it. Just a little <laughs> yeah, staff yeah, rave. Yeah. The and the club wasn't I just forgot to lock the door. <laughs> was it, wasn't actually a gaff party, was it? <laughs> it fucking looked like a gaff. Jesus Christ, man. Been to some would, fucking... uh, would it happen to have been like the top floor of a... <laughs> <laughs> don't say the Loki. Don't, don't yeah. say nothing. Don't, you keep your mouth away. What's the is an interesting tangent, similar topic? What did uh maybe you discussed this on the podcast before? What did you think of uh the session throughout COVID? Did you do much? Did you just keep it quiet? I I loved it. I won't say too much about my activities no. I fucking we won't love speak much about so. Yeah, we, of course, you know, you yeah. don't want to implicate yourself in things that might have been no not allowed at the time, you know, with certain regulations yeah, 100%. and shit, but like yeah, I found that. 
Genuinely, just like not to say it was a great time or anything, but no parties were always phenomenal. Anytime going to the park, <laughs> just meeting up for a few drinks, great time. Yeah, like, you... transported me back to years ago. It was more like when you were fifth and sixth year. Yeah, when you were like fifth and sixth year, and you had parties at the week. Yeah, exactly, yeah. knacker drinking yeah. and gaff parties at the weekend. Like, I'm sure, even Leo Varadkar, the wanker, was out in Leo the fucking Phoenix Park. He was out in the Phoenix Park. Yeah, did you see the video at the time? It's like Leo, Leo. You're only a wanker. <laughs> <laughs> I saw him going for a jog, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but look, I, I'm no fan of Leo, but you know, I do. There's something there's something I love about the fact that the top dog in the country can just be going for a run on the case. I have the card in Phoenix Park. Do you know, and you know, this is it. Look, yeah. I'm no fan of any of them, especially him or me, all, but you know, to see... See, to see the top dog in the country having a few tins in the Phoenix Park on a sunny day, yeah, it is nice. Yeah, Do you know nice. what I mean? There's something about it. It's like something. he's just a regular man. He's not some <laughs> fucking figurehead. Even though he's he a is. robot. Or Do you know? Well, yeah, he's not Zuckerberg. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? What was the Paddy Park with Tinny Gear Oil Lizard? You know. Well, yeah, no, that's it. You can't go into too much detail, but I was. Uh, it was fun. Yeah, I think it, like it, it was it was novel. It was it was unique. It was a something that I don't think anyone had experienced before. What I loved about it was just the town. Like town just got smashed with people and everyone it was like one big party just in the city. I think that was awesome. Oh, it was yeah. it was class. So, like so William Street and everything was just Steps was absolutely it. Absolutely open. Steps was yeah, in Everton. And I tell you, some of the sh- you saw on saw there, there, man, killings like. Oh, there, there was, was some mental like, shit going on there as well. Killings, man. You, oh. I, I remember one day we were in. I uh, couldn't tell you when, but like we were in Stevens Green, and all around the place, like regardless of where you went, it was just fucking. What's it in Irish? Like Dublin, absolutely full of people. Like, yeah. And the guards came in with a van, like two or three vans and cars. And oh man, you should have seen that. They like corralled everyone into this one area and started closing the gate. <laughs> Smart business. Oh, fuck it. Oh, exactly. No, but they closed in all the gates and they were closing the gate as me and the last one people were like, we want to get the fuck out of here. They were like, like, right, go on. They were trying to lock people in. Like. Most of the time we mad. were on sale. Most of the time we were on sale, William, there was kind of, it was like, it was like an un- unwritten rule between the revelers and the guards was. Guards turn up, you clear off. Guards hang around for five minutes, pop off, and then you just come back. And then maybe an hour or two later, the guards are rock back up. You clear it off, you know. You're kind of keeping up appearances. Like, a herd and sheep. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say I drank too much alcohol. I drank more at home than I ever have. And saying that, like, I probably had about two or three just relaxing sort of thing. I took a towel, like, I put on trees down over COVID, so... I don't know what he done, but it wasn't good. Yeah. I wasn't one for going out fucking sessions like in the park, whatever, but when I was younger, yeah, but not your own cover. See, I, I, for me, you know, obviously it was, it was a bad time in the country, but like, so I, I was working in the shop for the whole thing. Like, so my thought process was, you know, look, if I can come in here and do a shift, working with all these people all day, you know, I'll, be fucked if I'm not going to go out after work and have a can of me, mate. That's it. Now, do you know what I mean? Like, you know, that's not right or wrong. That's not right. Do you know, but that was my thought process on it. Like, there was yeah, some other yeah. reactions, but at the same time, you can get where to come from, but at the same time, like a bit of common sense. Well, no, this yeah, is it. Like, you know, that's a bit of tact here and there. Like, 
So my, yeah. my, my situation was that I'm, I was fucking trapped in the country. <laughs> I'm like, I've come to fucking Ireland. I'm here. Lockdown's happened. What do I do now? I want to experience some fucking Irish life. So that's why I was out. <laughs> Make the most of it. Yeah. I got a fucking... I was here for three months before lockdown started. So I'm, I was like, fucking, I've got to do something with my time. I can't just sit at home playing video games. Might as well just stay home. Been able to get rid of them since. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 he's never gone away. He's stuck around in a bad spell. His visa's not renewed. He's been here. You've been here for what? Two years now. And here's a, he's going to say, Aaron, you're wearing the Dublin jersey. I've got the jumper on. I'm uh, I'm doing my civic duty. I'm bringing Michael here to the hill for the first oh, time on good Sunday. Man, good man. That's me. Yeah, that. I've been wanting to see a game. Yeah, this is it. Um, so I said, "Fuck it." You know, we get down to the hill. It's gonna be a good game. And um, I was chatting to me mate. I like I said, I was working in the shop, and so over the years, you kind of get eighteen, and you just you can't do as much as you want to. I used to go to all the games, and then start a championship. Um, the finals and then the last few years at work it just, you just can't get there as much but I'm in a new gig now weekends off but saying to me mate um, back when I was a teenager man Lencer Semi Lencer Car 82,000 guaranteed no matter what sell out do you know yeah now it's just gone to the dogs like you're lucky to get a 30, 35 on double header yeah you get 35 I think maybe you know um, it's it's a bit mad the way it's all gone is that a lack of interest or what what's happened yeah, I think it's the fact that like we got too dominant and we've won about fucking 13 lenses in a row sort of thing and winning by a margin of 20 points and all this shit. Yeah. But the fact that we are relegated, it might make it a bit interesting. Teams might give us a go. No, I certainly will. Um, you know, that's what it's all about. Back in the day, the rivalries, man, just thinking of some of the games we had against Leash, Matty Ford, Wexford, you know, these were scintillating games. And, you know, I love, I love to see it get back. Get back to that level, that sort of competitiveness, you know. Yeah. Like, the thing I love about the guy is it's a real sense of community. Like, it fuck is. the uh, the owners and the CEO, whatever. It's all about the fans. The fans make it. The fans are like, it's down the hill with a mead fella, take the piss out of him, but like, it's no harmony. You have a laugh with him, not too serious. You stand together have a laugh like some of my best memories are with opposition opposition fans like me and my mate went to the horn semi-final there about three four years ago Dublin weren't even playing went to two of them over the weekend and we stood in our Dublin jerseys had a great laugh probably two of the best matches I've been to in Crow Park and just that's what I love about it it's just mm. a great sense of community you can go anywhere talk to anyone and you know people are there like supporting them just sports not there for fucking seeing people their Ferraris and all this shit like people idolise just normal walking blokes and it's what I love about it it's Irish uh, it's the Irish spirit in its purest form yeah you like, don't have are... any like rivalry fucking fights like you do with soccer oh there's that's... rivalries yeah there's, oh, there's fucking rivalries I tell you that for free <laughs> good natured though like, good natured rivalry huh? good natured unless like you're what? on the receiving what? end where's the rivalry and why <laughs> Who's our biggest rival, Aaron? Um, playing wise, like in terms of teams, it'd be Kerry, but like I'd say it would be Kerry. More recently, Mayo would have said Kerry. Yeah, yeah. like Mayo is a Mayo, yeah. Kerry or sleeping joint? Yeah. <coughs> With Mayo, it's just like a bit of like we hate them, they hate us, but like it's. I think everyone hates us, Aaron. 
Yeah. I feel like there's a bit yeah. of banter between Dublin. <laughs> like, I'm not from here. Dublin Mayo is just a bit that. of banter. <laughs> That's it, exactly. Well, Mayo is more so ma- like we hate Mayo and Kerry is more so like the competitiveness of winning yeah. like Sam like 37 to 38 times between two of them. The amount of games we had, the amount of high-level games we've had with Mayo in the last 10 years, it got it got personal at points. You know, well, there, was a, there was a bit of spice in it, like, to give, to, the only reason why there's a hatred there because they gave us the best games. They did, but you know, I, I, what, what, what's coming to my mind now is Keegan with the player tracker. Do you remember that Dean Rock, oh. the free one? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Little things like that. I think, uh, I think it's some of the refereeing. I think it Connolly getting fucking sent off. Remember See, we played that? Was that Mayo the semi? Was it we played that with fourteen men? I was at the final. Oh, it's probably every game, mate. Man, I remember we played the final and we fucking. I can't think of fucking we went down to 14 early. We still drew the game. We got to the second leg. Mayo could have put us away, I think, in that one, was it? I can't remember. And it's fucking hilarious because Mayo did us last year in the semis. Was that when they went in a half time, like full of confidence? We came out and just a blip, like literally blew them Ah, the yeah. I was fucking working that day. Watched it in McDonald's. Was that yeah, we hockeyed them in the space. It was a couple of goals real quick after half time. Yeah, calm and just like in the space of ten minutes, gone. See you later. Yeah, no. Do I think, Irish people make mayonnaise jokes, or is that a uh, a pure foreigner thing? That what's a mayonnaise that joke? Mayo, mayo, and mayonnaise. Ah, oh, well, like, well, I like think it's, I think mayo is hilarious, but I'm a foreigner. <laughs> they always travel up to Croker with a pack of sandwiches in their pocket, anyway. She's <laughs> always saying, uh, <laughs> "Going for Sam, mayo for Sambo's." That's probably about it. Yeah, there you go. Hey, at least it's at least it's not a wasted opportunity. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I love traveling like around Ireland, supporting Dublin, like going to Tyrone, Kerry, some sites out there. It's a bit of a laugh. Like I've made friends for life for supporting Dublin, so it is a good thing well, to experience. Well, Getting I've up to Omar over can the Castle Bar. Ex- well, I got three Irish lads. Could someone explain what this, what the, uh, what would you call it? Fucking districts are. So I, I know you've got counties, but there's also. Ulster and Mon- Munster and all that oh, shit. Oh, I'll take this one. Well, I'll take this one. So basically, in in ancient Ireland, there were different, like, say, different, all these different, like, petty kings and all these different high kings. So, like, you'd have the high king of Munster, the high king of Connacht, the high king of Mead was also its own, like, province, but it's not anymore. So they're called provinces. Then you'd have, like, the high king of Leinster, Dublin would have its own one, and then Ulster would have a lot of different, like, shit. Right, so... That's, that's basically what it is. They're just a, like a collection of counties would be a province basically. So they're based off of like the old kingdoms from years ago. The only one that's not included, as I said, is Mead. Which is, that's what there's Mead and West Mead now. Like, those two counties. It's, it's interesting that you have counties within provinces. Yeah, so yeah, the provinces don't really make anything. It's more just kind of oh. like, to say for geographic purposes rather than uh, there's nothing really else to it. Do you know what it's I mean? Not it's a day to day thing. Like, oh, it's in the you, east. Yeah, it's not used like on a poster, and it's just like a general like location thing. Like the Leinster uh, Championship is like all Leinster counties: Dublin, Mead, Kildare, West Mead, whatever. That's literally as much you, you get. Like you won't go and put yeah. Leinster on your fucking poster, and <laughs> no. I'm not mad for Gar, right? But I always wondered this. So, you know, when it comes to the all Ireland and you have like clubs that play, not clubs, sorry, you have, say, county teams that play on the, I'm only saying that because I don't know, I'm only using the air quotes because I don't know what the actual title for these teams is. You have, like, say, New York and London. What, like, way, they play what in means of qualifying? They play in Connacht, right? I right? think, do New York play in Connacht, Darren? 
Yeah, um, then London play in Ulster, I think. Yeah, didn't London did London win a game only a while ago? They did. The reason the reason you've got the likes of a London and a New York team is because of the Irish diaspora in London and New York. You know, there's such big oh, yeah. Irish communities in those two places, and that like you'll find like Mayo, I think, go over. They definitely they go over and they do they do these big games there's a big massive dedicated gap park in New York like, and that's where because like I remember as when I was a kid I was thinking to myself geez, what's a New York team a London team but it is because of there's, there's just so many Irish in those locations yeah, like Irish yeah, I mean there's an English like, yeah, team pretty much yeah yeah they'd be made up of like be a team based in London made up of Irish um, Irish like immigrants yeah because the, the next biggest Irish Population is in England. Yeah, yeah, Liverpool specifically, I think. Liverpool, yeah, right. Yeah, didn't they say? I think there was a thing a while ago where it's sometime in the last hundred years, seventy-five percent of the people in Liverpool can trace themselves back to being Irish. Yeah. Ah, so every American's bleeding Irish. Yeah, that's no. They story. think they are. They think they are. Yeah, oh my American, god! You listen to this. Patty's Irish. Oh my god! If oh you god. have Irish ancestry, oh my the god, great dude, triple grandfather. Make you Irish, dude. Yeah. Uh, Fergus McFadden. He, uh, yeah. he was my grandpa. He uh he lived in Tipperary. <laughs> Some fella brought his cousin out to the steps mid lockdown, and uh, he was from America. The poor bastard wasn't impressed. He got fucking roasted. Man. Oh man, he was near so. fucking tears. Everyone just started hopping in on the poor bastard. <laughs> <laughs> sure, me and the lads, right? We, we got we used to go to a pub that, called the Ivy House beside uh, St. Pat's College, and obviously the students coming over all the time during the summer about two or three, about three, four years ago. A group yeah. of Americans came by. One of them was really, they were all really, really nice, but we got shot into one bloke in particular, and I swear to God, we tore the piss out of him. Oh, Do you know, know what that. we called him? <laughs> Joe's no. nickname was, and we were no. like, you see him across the bar, he just turned around and be like, what's up, Dirty Michael? And he had the race. I'm sure you no, all know who Dirty Michael is, yeah? yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, look, I don't know I Dirty Michael, say, I'll give it a look up. <laughs> I must say, they're well able for it. You know, oh, yeah. They're well able for it. They don't, they don't tend to take it too badly. Yeah, but they don't understand what we're saying half the time, which is the funniest thing about it. Like, so you can get away with murder when you're saying shit. No, this is it, man. <laughs> Michael, is there anything that like surprised you about like Ireland general culture? Like, is there anything that uh, you thought would have happened and never did, or is there anything that, like stood out to you that shocked you? Oh, it's difficult to answer now because I've been here for like two and a half years. In the beginning, there definitely was fucking your language. You speak English, but you use fucking weird words, right? Like instead of a cupboard, you call it the press. Yeah. You use <laughs> like at the end of a word, so it's not like something. It's it's something like. You know, like there's too many syllables shit, in cupboard, man. Too many syllables. Yeah, Short easy. There's too exactly. many syllables in cupboard, man. Say press. Rolls yeah. off the tongue. Like the other yeah, day could have been easy. anything from yesterday to two weeks ago. This is it. Oh yeah, for a fact. <laughs> and even so the place where you put your boiler, that's the hot press. Yeah. Like this is just bonkers, mate. <laughs> it's a press. You ever heard hot. of the immersion, have you? Heard of what? Yeah, the immersion. Oh, and they, they, you guys get angry if you don't turn it off. Yeah. The mods get angry if you don't turn it off. It's a wooden spill yeah. out. Oh, man, built into us. The electric shower. That was a fucking insane one for me as well. What do you mean? I mean, like, why does that exist? Why doesn't you it You don't exist? have that back home. Wait, what? Electric you shower. You don't have electric. No. 
What's that fucking book in our ceiling just tilted over? <laughs> in the yeah, open. mate. We just see under the rain, right? Michael and the yeah, Aboriginals, true. yeah. That's why he, goes to the, he goes to the beach every fucking day to clean himself off. Everyone lives on the beach in Australia. Life of luxury. Yeah. I'm a strong believer that there's not one beach in Ireland. Fire Ross restaurant. It's about the only one I give credit to. I tell me bird this all the time. She goes, it's in Port Marnock Beach. I go, you're in Port Marnock. <laughs> you aren't on no fucking beach. <laughs> yeah, beaches seem to have like stones instead of sand. That's what I'm saying. The water is fucking less than to be desired. I'd rather go to the 40 foot the beach. Apparently, there's a whole bunch of beaches around Dublin, well, beaches around Dublin, which are just contaminated. Like sewage gets pumped into them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, bad. Like Don- Donna Bay. Mm-hmm. And uh, Port Ran, I'm pretty sure, are always pretty much shut down. Like, oh, Jesus, that's mental. And people swimming them still. Yeah, okay, them people, yeah, like you, you know, it's contaminated. You, you deserve what you're gonna get. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Never, yeah. Did you ever go for a dip on uh, Christmas Day in the 40 foot with? I never have. I actually, I, I'm too fond of my testicles to put myself through that. They be up in your stomach, <laughs> they be sitting there beside your Christmas dinner. <laughs> Yourself, Aaron? No, I fucking hate to see Sorry, lads. women. I hate to be everything about it. You wouldn't see yeah, me dead anymore. No, I can actually <laughs> see Adam. Yeah. I can actually see whatever the hell it is you're trying to kill. I could see it flying around and behind you. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Playing a game there, yeah. Oh, I got it. Man. Don't worry. I caught that snitch. I that. <laughs> <laughs> One last thing before we wrap it up, boys. Uh, Michael, is it weird having Christmas in the cold? Uh, yes. Yeah. So I lived in, I've lived in the UK for a year. And that was mental because that was the first time I had ever experienced the cold Christmas. But then I lived in uh, Canada for two years. So I've, I've kind of gotten used to it now. It makes so much more sense. Yeah. Right. It's cold. So you eat a big hot meal. It fills you up. Then you can just relax. In Australia, like you eat cold meat and you wear thongs and shorts. <laughs> <laughs> a few banana hammocks. Yeah, I feel bad for Santa. He must come in like a uh, budgie smuggler instead of his suit. <laughs> That's his life for sorrow. Right? It's fucking hell. Yeah. Oh, fucking hell, lad. Well, fucking on that note, boys, I think we wrap it up. It's been a good laugh. It's been an interesting episode. And yeah, thanks, guys. Cheers for having us on. Really appreciate Lots. it. Love what you're doing. Absolute here. pleasure. Absolute pleasure, and we'd have you on any time. In a heartbeat. Yeah. Don't worry, we'll promote this shit out of your own podcast when you get it. Don't worry, lads. We'll just get it open. Aaron, I'll ask you how the weather is on Sunday in the hill, right? <laughs> oh, maybe four, I'd be fucking boiling. I went to watch I'll be over to you for the picture. <laughs> I went to watch the team play there the other day, and Mel injured, so I said, fuck it, I went to watch them play. Went down to yeah. to watch them. Came back, my forehead was red. Nothing else. Oh, yeah. man. I went up the mountain there, down Loch Eeler there the weekend. I was there about fucking half an hour and my neck was burnt. Typical. Oh, ah, bullshit, half an hour. We were there for hours, mate. Yeah, but it was burnt after a half an hour, mate. I was like, yeah. put some cream on. <laughs> I got burnt too, you know, you're not the only one. And there you go. Uh, Despite the blue light, lads, I went to, what's it called? I went to Wicklow at the weekend. Went to see that waterfall. Power's guard. I got lovely what? tan. No yeah. burn at all. <laughs> well, for some... <laughs> no, that's it. No, it has to work out for some of us. Over there. Right, guys. Guys. Cheers, boys. That's thanks for coming. guys. Yeah, thanks very much. That's All the it. best for the future. And we better be the first guest, I'm just saying. 
Oh, most certainly, boys. He returned the favour. That's just me and him get his finger out and actually do it now. If either of you want to come on at any time, either together or singularly, just hit us up and you're more than welcome to come on. I'm sure everyone at home that does listen to this or is going to listen to this is after loving yeah. your two good boys. Your presence. Of course, that's of course. If this episode boys. blows up, he might turn to a four way, just saying. Yeah, yeah, what's we, a, we call it an eight baller, we? Yeah, eight baller podcast. Eight baller podcast, yeah. We all sit around the table. Yeah, it's behind. Go on, fuck it. Ideas, ideas. Go on, boys. Uh, thanks for listening, people. Don't forget to follow us. It's free. Take two seconds. Give us a like, share, all that good jazz. And take it easy. Slan la. That's it from the eight ballers in the after session. Slan la